And now a refreshing hour with Fitz, trying to understand how to chat. Welcome to the RC Roundtable podcast, where we discuss the latest RC hobby news, events, model reviews, and a whole lot more. I'm going to go ahead and talk about a sponsor while uh, Fitz Walker. What is it, Fitz? I, it wasn't me, Walker. <laughs> uh, works on his, his thing. But anyway, guys, uh, I we're going to talk about events that are coming up, but I'd like to tell you about Tri-County Barnstormers. Uh, we've been going to Best for 15-plus years. It's an awesome event. Uh, Fitz and I will be there. Unfortunately, Terry will not, but we'd love to have some company. Uh, we've got Tony Accurso coming down, which is going to be awesome. He's uh, locked in for sure. He'll be there. Keith will be there with some awesome uh, aircraft. I'm looking forward to seeing the, the Connie. And uh, I'm going to get this screen up right there. I don't know if you see that one right now. Do, 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 share. Uh, but, but there's our flyer for the Tri-County Barnstormers. Best. Hey, that's a great photo. South Texas. It is. And whose plate is that? Our friend Sparky. <laughs> our friend Sparky. <laughs> and Fitz's. I was going to say, Fitz's uh, Cub is up there. I don't know who's F-16. Uh, but yes, guys, please put this on your calendar. Come see us. It's a, it's a fun-filled weekend of mayhem, <laughs> uh, and some great raffle prizes. We're going to be giving away some stuff. Uh, if you come on Friday, we'll be giving away some pizza. That's usually the the thing we do, and then we'll be doing a live broadcast under the uh, awning there with some friends. Hopefully, Nathan will be there to join us this time too. Hey, is Jeff coming, Fitz? Uh, yes, he plans on coming. Yes. Oh, cool. All right. Well, so there. Our friends at Charlie County Barnstormers, it's uh, in Willis, well, excuse me, they're in New Waverly, Texas, so just north of Willis, Texas. And if just you have north a, of Houston? Just, what is it, 50 minutes north of Houston? And I, if you, say, I wouldn't say just north. <laughs> off, of 40, off of I-45. But if you guys have any questions about it, if you want to know more, you can do two things. You can email or text us on Facebook or go to RC Groups, look up the event calendar and find best. And in it, you will see a ton of uh, links that I've added to the thread on our previous events with a lot of photos. And boy, I mean, it's a great time, isn't it, guys? Always. Always. Even when it's a bad time, it's a great time. It's hard to remember, but I seem to recall liking it. <laughs> oh, kind of, sort of. I was there two years ago, right? 2016 was my yeah. last one. Yeah, you stayed with me. Yeah, no. Was it two that I flew the P-38? Yeah, yeah, maybe it was two years ago. See, they all run together. But yeah, always a good time. <laughs> Gonna say, Terry, your hair's too short to be emo. All right. <laughs> all right. So I've got the chat working. I'm ready to go. All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the RC Roundtable. This time we're having a live YouTube chat. And I am here. My name is Fitz Walker. And joining me is Lee Ray. Hello. With a drink in hand. <laughs> one to tequila two tequila floor is that it oh this is this is blanton's fine kentucky bourbon oh yeah you should, is that what you showed a picture of earlier yes you i've been <laughs> just for you i've been on a waiting list for three months and they already have another hundred people on the waiting list at specs so you want to get me something for my birthday next month <laughs> find me a bottle of blanton's that's Excuse a domestic me. i was thinking it was scottish nope yeah it's some special stuff and another whiskey and that other voice you hear that's not drinking is Terry Dunn. Hello there. Mr. Relax there, I see, leaning back in a chair. Yeah, um, out of necessity. 
because apparently the the cylinder that raises the chair up is leaky. So <laughs> if I get into a comfortable position, I'm just gradually going to lower down throughout the show. Why, why don't you just put a whole bunch of goop in there? Because <laughs> that's 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 Terry's sponsor, Terry Goop Done. <laughs> All right, well played, sir. <laughs> All right, I had a chair I used to do that suddenly. It kind of. <laughs> I'll be sitting all of a sudden, clunk, clunk, <laughs> drop six inches. I remember the chairs they had in the Mission Control Center. The little lever for dropping it was just at the perfect place where the way I sat and put my feet down, whenever I would scoot forward, my heel would hit that lever. So I'd go to push forward under the desk and I'd trip it and then slide down. Oh, wow. Fun. Yeah. Probably easier <laughs> to watch than it is as I explain it now. But. I just I just like going to conference rooms and the chairs are always too low. I'm like, who's sitting in these things? What kind of short people? Anyways. All right. Well, I want to thank everybody for joining us in the chat. Feel free to send us a note, say hello, uh, to tell us where we can go and how to get there expediently. Uh, give us a thumbs up if you can. Uh, we like to interact with people while we're on the live chat. It's one of the fun things that we do on uh, when we do a YouTube live show. So uh, don't Take us too seriously if you're first time at the show. We don't. We don't. Yeah, <laughs> uh, just let me know. We all love RC models to death, and that is what we're going to talk to tonight. So let's get started. Uh, let's see. You want to talk about some uh, new stuff that have popped up this week? Okay. Who wants to start? I'm going to start, or Lee, do you want to talk about your stuff first? Albatross. Albatross, yes. Freewing announced a new jet. No surprise there. Interesting. They've gone, again, with military, but something quite a bit milder than what they usually have. And this is an L-39 Albatross. In fact, let me see if I can share my screen. Yeah, click this, click that. What's this button do? Aha. You guys see that? Yep. All right. So we've got... New Albatross, uh, 80 millimeter, no surprise. That seems to be their pretty much their standard fan these days. So that would be a 6S system? Uh, yes, that would be a 6S. I don't know if they have an 8S available. I didn't see that. Yeah, it's 6S, 4,000 to 5,000 milliamp hour. It's got a 41-inch wingspan, uh, 1850 kV motor, 100 amp speed controller, 12-blade fan. They're offering it in two versions a ARF plus and a full plug and play What's very nice uh i think the ARF plus uh lacks any it's a good question i think just no motor fan and speed controller if I remember oh, that's right. we were talking about that when they released the f4 phantom yeah it, it so, seemed more like an ARF minus i think no is there servos in the ARF plus i can't remember there may not be servos but there's there's retracts Okay. uh i'd have to double check but um so a lot of people like to put their own fans in and stuff so you you can go with the r plus if you want your own fan say if you have a uh, there's some really nice fans out of europe you can put in if you want to go to eight cell setup which is real nice so it's kind of nice uh it's this is they're advertising it as it's flying a lot like their avanti uh and if it does that's a really good thing because avanti is a fantastic flying plane and this looks like it actually would make a good relatively entry level edf for someone who wants to get one that's a pretty good size but it's got a larger wing area straight wings that's something that's probably terribly fast but decent right. in scale 
Yeah, there's been a few of these around over the years and even about that same size. But from the ones I recall, they were a few years ago and fan units have progressed a lot. Oh, yeah. Over the, just the past two years, we've gone to the high blade counts and the higher cell counts for the same size fan. So, yeah, I would expect that it's a significantly different experience than it would have been uh, two years ago. Yeah, yeah, fans are much better. Uh, and you can get some really fancy stuff, carbon fans, if you really want to go crazy. Uh, there was something I wanted to say. Oh, they've got uh, plastic line canopy, which I thought was interesting. I think that means the interior is plastic line, so you don't get the bubbling effect in the hot sun like here in Texas. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so that's pretty nice. Uh, they have some videos and stuff of it. Uh, I don't know if I want to show any videos. Uh, but speaking of the L39, did you guys happen to notice our buddy Joe Vermillion um, last week had posted a lot of stuff on Facebook with he was shooting air to air from a of an L39 from an L29. No models or real ones. No, no, the, he was in the back seat. Oh, nice. No, <laughs> he's he doing little selfies. Yeah, <laughs> man, lucky bastard. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, and I'm, I'm glad somebody gets to do that fun stuff. Oh, uh, yeah. Here, I'm going to pop up a video real quick, see if you can see this. Uh, let's see if we can see it. You see the video? It's jerky, uh, but we see yeah. it. So we're doing a live video of a recorded video? Yes. It's so okay. made a... I think if you do it enough, you get a time inversion. And then, I don't uh, know. <laughs> pretty slow to me. That was a slow motion takeoff. Yeah. yeah it's got drop tanks on it, so it looks pretty nice. Should be pretty Did decent. Are they fixed? Uh, I believe they're fixed. Okay. I don't think anybody has any drop tanks. You so mean, it seems pretty nice. You mean scrape tanks? Scrape tanks, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's when the landing gear doesn't work. Okay. All right. So up next, something I thought was interesting, VQ models. I don't think we've talked much about them. Uh, they have something called a Sonics. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I thought that was neat. This is actually a real plane. This was, from what I recall, the people who make the, uh, uh, well, this is actually the Subsonics. This is a real kit-built plane. They took one of their uh, Sonics planes. They have like YX and Sonics. They're all X-type names. These are single-seater. I think they might have a two-seater motor glider, but generally they're all single-seater, little little tiny home-builds, usually all metal. They had a V-tailed one. One guy said, hey, what if we put a jet engine on the back? And it just has, just for giggles, they put that on it, and it apparently works so well, I think they're offering it as a kit option, or or I don't know if they're going certified or not, but uh, they, I think they're actually going to start selling it. And so VQ Models decided to make their own version with an EDF, uh, and I always thought that was a neat little plane. If I were to build a home build, I would be very tempted to build a Sonics, the regular prop one, yeah, because uh, it's just a really neat little plane. Yeah, very uh, simple looking, but attractive too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. Can you yeah. guess what I want to gripe about in this picture right here? Uh, the nose. No, no. The, I, the motor? No. Oh. Think it's, it's, <laughs> more petty than that. Are the stars upside down? No, but you're close. <laughs> stripes wrong upside side. down? Stars on the wrong side. Yeah, the stars and bars go on the left. So. Oh, oh. Oh, by the <laughs> way. 
By the way, is I put my stars on the stars on the proper way yeah, for see, you. Just you probably Terry. thinking about me when you did I, that. I was thinking, I better do this right, or Terry's gonna have me for lunch. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, right, yeah. So what are the specs on this thing? The specs are sorry if I uh, clicked off. Actually, doesn't have a whole lot of specs, does it? Seventy millimeter fan. Oh, yeah, it seems kind of small. Okay. It's so plain. Could they have oh, a shell over that thing? So yeah, really. Fifty-five. Yeah, I agree with you that it's kind of goofy looking, hanging out in the open like that. It's like but, it's like they just took it out of the box and went boom. Yeah. <laughs> but Go, if you take look off. at the full scale, it looks the same way. Oh, does it? Okay. More or less, but yeah. at least the full scale is shrouded a little bit, so it's not as. Doesn't look like they just stuck it on with uh, uh, hose clamps and duct tape. Yeah, hose clamps. <laughs> yeah. Bailing wire. So the play's not terribly big. Fifty-five inch span. It is weighs uh, it's medium size with a straight wing. So it's okay. Looks like we're pushing about five pounds, 70, 70 millimeter, 4S battery. Uh, I'm guessing six channels. So it's got retracts? Yeah, it has retracts, right. optional retracts. I love it when Fitz states something with a question. Like, we're, <laughs> we're supposed to provide information to people. He's like, it's got retracts? Uh, <laughs> well, the real one does. I'm not sure if the model yeah. does. It's got a red one, too. Look at that. Yeah, the red one looks nice. Yeah, kind of like the red one better. Look at uh, that's, that's a, a different fan unit too. Yeah, it is. That one looks small, not as good as the other one. <laughs> it's like it's cut in half. If they've got the basic airframe, I wonder if they're planning to do one of the prop-powered versions as well. Oh, good point. Yeah, or it'd be an easy conversion. That'd be really nice. Yeah, that, that's really tempting. That's an interesting yeah. idea because I always liked the kit. I mean, the actual plane. So. I, yeah. It might be, I don't know how performance is with such a little fan like that, but a prop conversion probably be really nice, actually. Now, is the full scale, are they on tricycle gear? Uh, we'll find out. I think so. I don't know. We will find out. All right, well, while you're doing that, I'm going to divert a little here. Speaking of VQ models, or VQ Warbirds, I think is their actual name, my review of their P-51B came out in the latest model aviation. And the cool thing about that is that I received an email from Brad Lang, and he's a pilot who flies the P-51 that that model is based on, the commemorative Air Force's P-51B for the- Oh, nice. Yeah. So he sent me a nice email. And uh, the funny thing is when he sent that, the P-51B, and they have a traveling display of the Tuskegee Airmen, uh, so they've got a trailer with some artifacts and interactive things. And I think it goes around with the P-51. It was in Erie, Pennsylvania, which is only about two hours from here. And so in the process of exchanging a few emails, um, we figured out that he was going to be picking up the P-51 this past Tuesday. And so we tried to coordinate our schedule so I could meet him out there and kind of put my hands on the bird and, and take some pictures. Uh, unfortunately, it didn't work out, but... I just wanted to say thanks to Brad for reaching out to me and trying to make that work out. Oh, fantastic. So, yeah, we're going to try to pull it together in the future, but I just thought it was really cool that he sent me an email and said hi and, and all that. Anyway, carry on about the subsonics. Uh, okay, I pulled up a picture of the real one. As you can see, uh, it's actually pretty neat. It's got a much better shroud, and it has retractable landing gear. And you can see how small a plane is. The guy, you don't get in it, you wear it. Right. It's BD5-ish. I, I have a, yeah, very I much. Have, I have a photo of this set from Oshkosh last year. Oh, it's from Oshkosh? Yeah. He just buzzed right down the middle of the runway. It was awesome. Uh, neat. Got a nice picture of it. 
if you and, if you poke around, you can find videos of it uh, online, and uh, they they talk about it. Now, is that a, a jet like you would find in a missile or like a cruise missile or something? Like that? Uh, good question. I don't know. I would doubt they originally built them for aircraft. No, uh, something they found somewhere. Let's uh, see well, if I can. We don't uh... have to go down that rap that rabbit hole, but those are the things I'm curious about. It's Where's powered. That? It's powered by a uh, Czech-built uh, turbojet engine. P uh, PBS TJ100. So you can look that up. I'm not sure what that's used in uh, um, applications. Microjet. Oh, it looks like it's designed specifically for. Oh wait, no, no, no. It's a helicopter. It's a helicopter engine. Oh, okay, the microjet you were talking about is the latest version of the BD5J. Oh really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Oh yeah, so. look at that. Huh. All right, so. Let's see what's up next. Wait, hold on! Don't leave the the subsonic yet. Is it available? Uh, it says at the carts. It says in stock. Yes. Oh, look at that! They even discounted a little bit, so they have a little sale on them. So you know what you need to do, Fitz, is call Thomas Tomas, excuse me, at VQ Warbirds and have him bring some to Best. Yeah, or oh. Bomber Field, or Bomber. Yeah. Yes, he's supposed to be at Bomber Field. Yeah. This coming uh, coming up soon, this month. So, so VQ is local to you guys, the Houston area, right? Yeah. So yeah, I think guys... we can go to his store, his storefront or something. In. Well, yeah, I, with I, him directly. I've been in communication with him because uh, I sent him some photos for him to use to advertise for Bomber. So of some of the planes, I've been doing pictures that uh, Randy and Wally uh, for their aircraft. So I've been sending to him. And, uh, you have his contact information? I do have his contact information. So I will All right. I will get you in touch and see if he can uh, bring one of those bad boys out to uh, to Bomber. Yeah, yeah. Uh, send me some information how to contact him or, or something like that. And uh, I, 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 Apparently, I need to contact him for something anyway. So if you can have facilitate. Yeah, if you can facilitate that, I appreciate it. You bet. Uh, so, yeah, it looks like both colors are in stock. So go over to vqwarbirds.com and take a look. Uh, next up, this is interesting. Um, <laughs> don't know what. Okay, so apparently you can take little quads like the Inductrix and turn them into hovercrafts. I had no idea you can do that until about a month or two ago. Somebody at work says, "Hey, you can buy this little kit from I think Flight Test has it. As a matter of fact, mm, right. that you can build a little conversion kit." to convert your inductrates into a hovercraft. I had no idea you could do that. I thought it really messed up the flight controller, but apparently not. And so lo and behold, today, uh, Horizon pops up with their blade inductrix, what they call a switch, which is kind of an odd name, but apparently you take your inductrix and uh, pop the, the rear fans off and reposition them and stick them onto this little thing. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I think I saw a picture somewhere. <laughs> no tools <Yeah>. required. <laughs> and there's a picture of a normal inductrix, and then I guess you stick it in there. Or I guess it comes with a whole package. And so you got a little hovercraft. It's all together. Yeah, but this price is all together, yeah. So but apparently yeah. these are a thing. Well, you know, the mini whoops have been around for, uh, I guess, a year or two now. And people have kind of been making their custom frames and, and all that stuff and this is one of the outcroppings of that that i don't know if it's the same people who developed the hovercraft version but it was a, a basement development from somebody and then it caught on a lot too 
And if you look on YouTube, there's videos of people doing this FPV, setting up courses in their kitchen and, and yeah. around. Really yeah, in fact, cool stuff. in fact, my local hobby store is doing that. Some guy's like, yeah, we go, we meet at the hobby store and we have these FPV vehicles. And this is uh, scratch built ones are pretty popular over there for doing this uh, kind of stuff. So I'm a little bit perturbed by the success of these because two or three years ago, I took one of my older micro quads and my thought at the time was to make it into a hovercraft. And it's totally not like this at all. I had all four blades facing down and it didn't work well at all. And I'm kicking myself for not thinking to keep the rear two vertical like that. I've still got that around here somewhere. I use it to punish myself. I look at it every now and then. <laughs> stupid, stupid, stupid. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> that's a really cool idea. I'm going to have to hack up my my Inductrix and do that. Yeah. And apparently there's plans out where you can, if you have some of that EVA foam, you can make your own pretty quick. It's really simple. Yeah, apparently it is really, really simple. I think you can find plans online to do it and stuff. I just didn't realize that that wouldn't mess up the flight controller. I'm still kind of trying to wrap my head around that, but yeah. whatever. Yeah, you can probably look at the picture and make your own. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, all right. I don't think I have much else. One last thing. Maxford Models has a sale going on. If you are interested in some of their offerings, uh, there's a bunch of stuff, some pretty decent percentages, 30 25%. Uh, the discount amount yeah discount amount yeah okay. <clears throat> not everything but there's a quite a quite a few of their stuff is on sale oh the dh2 is on sale 23 percent. that's the one you have that's what i have okay the flying contraption <laughs> but it's neat it's a really neat plane i like i really like mine i'm not gonna i'm never gonna get rid of it um uh so yeah just just for i think it's going on until the 10th yeah until september 10th right, so uh, four days left yeah, got four days left. So if you're on the live chat, you've got a heads up. If you're listening to this on a delay, too late. <laughs> so yeah, we talk about them frequently because they always have unique stuff and, and we like unique stuff. Yeah, you gotta hand it to them. They come out with some really interesting stuff. Like there's uh I mean, who makes a Gotha bomber? <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> now that's not Arf. I've had one of their kits before, maybe two. I can't remember, but it was good stuff. So I'd, I'd be interested in some of this stuff. Or this, the DOX, the Ten D Motors of Goodness, huh? Yeah, yeah. We've talked about that one before. It's a yes, big model. Yes, we have. They've got a new one, a C130. I think I saw it somewhere. There we go. Yeah, there's a C130. I don't think it's out yet. It's back ordered. Yeah. So they've got a C130 ARF coming out at some point. Uh, I think we've talked about that too, haven't we? Yeah, we did. A hundred inch wingspan. What's well, a big one? Yeah. So, so Lee, you've got something new. You want to talk about that? I'm taking something for it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, something else. Oh, sorry. <laughs> there's, a, there's an injection for that. Uh, uh, I, I just want you to know, uh, Wit Pilot just said that he got to see the Gotha in person at Toledo. Uh, yeah. What, how, what did you think of it? Be interesting to know what people how it flew. Well, I'll let you look at the uh, yeah. comments and you can chat back with yeah. them. And I'm gonna. Well, I would assume they didn't fly it at Toledo since that's. A... Oh right, right, right. Yeah. It's got. It looks like it's got a lot of wing area, but not not a whole lot of tail. It's kind of interesting. 
Oh, yeah. I would normally say a joke after that line, but I don't oh. know. <laughs> don't want to get us uh, de, de, um You mean a mute, Terry? Can we just come right here? <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. so if it's if it's uh, the Lee Ray minute, which turns into 20, um, we talked about on our last episode that Spectrum's come out with two new antenna-less-looking <laughs> receivers. <laughs> um and I went ahead and ordered them because at the time when we had the podcast, they were back ordered or not due until the end of September. But uh, some guy on Facebook mentioned that they were available. So I quickly got them and I got them pretty darn quickly. This is the uh, the AR410. Let me see if I can get rid of it again. It's the AR410. It's huge. <laughs> it's, uh, here's the, uh, the 620. And just for comparison, here is the AR610. The AR620. So... They're not that far off. Now, the definitely big difference is height. So you got a little bit of there. It's probably what five millimeter, six millimeter. But really, these are these are really nice. Uh, I've already taken them apart to look and cannot see where they're strategically placing the antenna. And I know this video camera can't really show it, but that very top part right there is the only part that seems to have like a separate board attached. Um, mm -hmm. That I think is the the actual antenna part because there's some very small you can't see through the case uh, weaves or it's not really weaves it's uh, per, they're all perpendicular um, gold on lines the in board? there yeah on the board okay. so, yeah and that's what I suspected they would imprint the antenna on the board yeah, yeah. so I haven't done any range checks yet because that's kind of the 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 answer to is it going to be as far as one that has an antenna so i don't have that but i have been playing with them i'm plugging them in and uh the the things that i i said i liked when we just talked about it not knowing for sure i really do like and that's this is the bind button okay the logo is actually under a little bitty rocker button right there so you um the, and another nice thing is you don't have to hold it down when you put power in you can plug it in then hold it down for two seconds and you'll get your bind set and it'll start flashing. And um, the telemetry, the, it's got receiver voltage. Correct. It's got built in receiver voltage telemetry if you have a telemetry type radio, which case I do. I have the DX6, the black DX6, and the black DX9. So uh, pretty nice. Um, you know, the footprint of the four is really kind of cool. It's like a flash drive, it's very thin and narrow. And again, you got N plugs, which makes it neat. But and this is the part where Terry and Fizzle start shaking their head. Speaking of end plugs, <laughs> and I know this can't do it, but I find it interesting that on the six channel, they're gold plated or maybe just copper pins. And on the 400 series, it's uh, it looks like aluminum. It's it's not even got a tint to it or any type of tinting at all. It's uh, it's just plain like almost aluminum. I don't know. I don't think it's aluminum, obviously, but it's just it doesn't look like the pins you've ever seen on the other Spectrum radios. I don't think it's a big deal, but I did reach out to Horizon Hobby and ask them, ask the tech, and he was like, what does it matter? Just plug in your <laughs> zeros and run. And I was like, well, I really would like to know. I'd like to know if there's different material because, and I think Terry mentioned this, if, if they're gold-plated pins, that would provide a better connection. And Fitz, you mentioned I some kind of metallurgy word I, I forget what you call it but it's a, it's when you put two different types of metals together and it causes some kind of corrosion or poor connection what is it the similar metal galvanization there you go so i i kind of concerned about that because this in this case all three of these pins from all three, ah, all three <laughs> well that's the end of our show folks <laughs> <laughs> 
Hey, it survived. It's another good plus. Um, they're, all three of these cases have different uh, types of pins, so I, I'm sure there should be some research done on that. Now, you called Horizon, right, and demanded answers? Did you get a response? <laughs> did I demand answers? Yeah, I throttled him through the phone. Uh, no, I did. I asked him, and I teasingly told uh, both Terry and Fitz, I said, I bet you 10 bucks they don't call back, and I'm still waiting for that call. Mm, yeah. The guy said he didn't know why um, they came with uh, different metals, but he didn't think it was a big deal. So uh, for me, though, I, I just would like to go that step further and find out uh, why are they using different materials. Now, that being said, the pins on the 600 series, I'm going to drop it again. It's so small. <laughs> better race chest, test those things. Before you run them. They, they, need, they need some grooves. They need to rough up the, the case. So they're like, boop. <laughs> um, they, they are straight to the board. There's like a, a, a 90 degree board placement. So the strings, mm -hmm. pins go straight in. Yeah. And the 400 does a right angle. The actual wires do a right angle huh. into it. So you have really analyzed these things, haven't you? Yes. <laughs> He's anally analyzed them. <laughs> oh, I love what H HS just said. Don't fly that one. Well, those guys start talking just to make sure I didn't do any damage. I've got my gear right here, so we'll plug it in and make sure I didn't break it. Here's your, yeah. here's your test right there live on YouTube. Yeah, there went your warranty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Doug, we were wondering the same thing, why they look so different. Uh, so who knows? Oh, Lee went to speaker. Oh, echo, echo, echo. Oh, sorry. Can I mute? Huh? Okay. okay. Well, then I can't hear you. Oh, no. You need some Bluetooth headsets or something so you can walk around your shop. <laughs> That's okay. You guys can talk while I'm not talking. All right, I'm back. Talk, talk. You need to give us a chance to talk. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> and, and, and you know what? By the way, I'd like to point up point out something that terry mentioned on an episode and he is exactly right as usual he is exactly right switches dangerous i've got my little lifey battery here and i'll tell you this with this you know this is a prominently made a probably one of those uh futaba switches with a charge port the connection here is awful i mean it just flies out of your head at the yeah. oh okay I see what you're saying yeah and you know see there I'm sorry but it, this just there's just no tension here whatsoever on the switch so if you guys use switches you know you need to put switch clips or what do you call them? connector uh, clips yeah yeah the keeper things yeah so but with what you're talking about at the connectors that could be an issue with extensions or anything exactly yeah my concern with switches is usually you've got moving parts and intermittent contacts that can go bad. Uh, but a valid point nonetheless. All right, so but moving on. Did we answer the question about the non-spectrum DSM receivers? I, I think I it. have a red con. <laughs> <laughs> it's working. <laughs> uh, I, I actually I typed something in. Uh, the oh, Lemon RXs, the Lemon receivers are actually seem to be pretty good. Uh, they've been highly recommended to me. And uh, I know other people. I think Lee has one. Yeah, I have several. So, and uh, I know a club member has flown in our field and hasn't had any problems with it. And our field is known to be a little bit uh, harsh on receivers sometimes. So, and they're pretty good prices. So I think I have a red con in my collection that came with a swap meet purchase. And if it is a red con, it's been working okay for me. 
So take that for whatever it's worth. Well, I'm going to need switches for my Corsair, uh, you know, two, one for the uh, ignition battery, one for the receiver battery. So I'm just going to need to be very careful and cautious to make sure those are, are nice and tight. What happened to your magnetic switches? There, uh, I could, I could use one, but uh, I, use the, I use those in the, I use those in the boat. Yeah, I wouldn't use those in the airplane. Right. <laughs> I don't know if I trust it that much, but I have one too. I use it in my RC sub, and it's pretty neat. But yeah, I don't know if I, I don't think they're, I don't know how much power. I don't think they're good for a whole lot of power to pull through them. So, I'd be really wary. Glenn suggests SmartFly. Smart fly switches. Not familiar with them. Huh. If only I had a computer or something, I could look it up. Yeah. <laughs> well, I um I tend to plug my receiver batteries directly into the receivers for those planes that make that that easy. Like my uh, uh the Tiger Cat, you can do that, and the Pawnee and Orca, my tow plane. Because it's it's very simple to do that. So I prefer not to use switches and just go right in there because it's an easy hatch. Right. So, but in this case, the Corsair, everything's got to be closed up. So, yeah. right. So, when's the maiden flight of one of these receivers? I don't know. If only you had an airplane. If I just had something, airworthy. something in here. Um, I'll think about that. Okay. <laughs> but see, it means I have to stop, work on the airplanes that are back here in the bright light, and and fly. <laughs> <laughs> I will put them on something. In fact, uh, I was just thinking about trying to get the Pilatus Porter back up in the air, um, fix that uh, wing strut, and go take it for a flight on a two-cell. All right. Keep us updated. You bet. But uh, in the end, I do like these receivers. I like I like their size. I think they're perfect for uh, uh, loop Velcro right there. Right? <laughs> Jam. <laughs> uh, no, they're 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 actually good. I, I like the end plugs. I like how they go in straight that way. So, yeah. look forward to using them. All right. So uh, Doug is asking another question. Do you have a plan to range test these? Or are you just gonna send it and see what happens? No, no. I'll do the thirty pace. The thirty pace. Um, oh, the ground range. The ground. The do the ground. The thirty pace ground first, and and do both. Have them side by side, and then I'll go take it down to the little field and fly the, the Pilatus Porter and see how she does. <laughs> said Glenn. Oh, <laughs> I know. Now I know which Glenn that is. He's yeah, I just realized it too. <laughs> but hey, you know, here, let me put my headset down. So, Glenn, for your viewing pleasure, and I can't hear anybody, but I'm making progress on the Corsair. Finally, it has been. Uh, it, I have. I didn't start till about a, about a month ago or two months ago. So, um, but I got the wing done, and. The DLE is sitting there looking shiny and pretty with its brand new prop spinner or prop nut rather. So yeah, the Corsair should be ready for bomber, which is what, like two weeks, two weeks, two weeks already. Huh. Yeah. All right. But I got a lot of little parts, like little things that, <laughs> you know, the instruction manual says, don't forget to buy. You forgot. <laughs> and then I and then I go a little bit further and says, "Oh, by the way, did you buy this? <laughs> oh yeah, did you buy this? No, but I'm finally getting there. All right, look forward to seeing it. So, are we on like workbench? Do you want me to follow up with the Cessna? Or no, just gonna to? say while you're at it, <laughs> you want to see the the lovely. Let's see the lead sled. 
<laughs> it's about it. I think it's heavier than what I just lifted for this Corsair. Hold on a second. I'll try to do this so you don't get uh, feedback. But this is the fuselage, guys. And it's two halves. You can see the red um, Bondo there splitting the putty or something. It's Bondo. It's a Bondo spot putty. <laughs> it's a Bondo buggy, huh? Well, it's putty. It's a Bondo putty. It's actually made for spots. And yeah. I've already, you know, got the plastic weld. I can I don't need this. I had the uh, plastic weld gluing the pieces together. And then I drilled several holes down the center line. Um, between the two pieces and, and then put several drops and let it run of the plastic weld to get it fill all the gaps. Um, you actually are supposed to use Bondo or, or the spot Bondo to fill the seams. And right now I've got some epoxy fixing the bottom there. Can you see? Okay. And uh, it's in there. It's, I don't know how much this weighs. This is probably a little over two pounds, maybe. I can say it. I don't think I've ever used Bondo on a model airplane. <laughs> well, you really I have. Yeah, I, I fixed a fiberglass fuselage with Bondo before. Ah. Well, if it works, it works. Interesting. Yeah. And isn't that what Sparky uses to make some of his vacuform plugs? Uh, First to do a female yeah. and plaster. And then yeah, yes, he does. Bondo. Yeah, I yeah. thought that was a trade secret. Uh-oh. <laughs> that out. No. And then just steps out. Oh. <laughs> I, I know Sparky uses Bondo because he's criticized my Bondo. <laughs> There's no shame in that. He was giving me the worst ribbon for some Bondo I was doing. <laughs> you should be happy he took the time to criticize you. What was it? I think it was the uh, that that Hobby King Cessna 177. No, Hobby Hobby People. Oh right. Yeah. Yeah. Hobby, yeah global Hobby People. The yeah. And I, well, I made my own mold for the. Uh, I mean, look, I'm, I'm pretty impressed for my first fiberglass mold. It turned out pretty good, but he was just bashing me because I was just <laughs> throwing the bondo on top of it. <laughs> <laughs> He's harsh. <laughs> That's okay. It'll make me a better builder. It will. The tough love. Tough love. <laughs> All right, so I'm done. Who's who's going to talk about their workbench? Who's got something there to show? Uh, I got a couple things. Let's see. Got to tell you about this. Oh, the hydrofoil. Yeah, the hydrofoil. I actually test ran it the other day. And the hey, sink. It did sink, although it has a leak. Oh. Well, it had a leak. I'm trying to solve where the leak is coming from. Bondo. Uh, Bondo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I actually thought about that filler spray primer around it oh my gosh flex tape or flex seal yeah <laughs> oh, my son will love that he'll like let me put it on let me put it on <laughs> no but actually it worked believe it or not the, the bloody thing worked that is not too bad uh so i'm gonna bring it out to the uh, boat meet in a couple of weeks or next week it's next week sorry and uh tool around it's not terribly fast but it doesn't need to be yeah it's a novelty yeah, it's a novelty thing. It doesn't even have a top. It's just sort of... I have a top. I'm not going to put anything on top of it. Just Oh, it's even brushless powered. Yeah, I put a... I got a... You can see the... Yeah, the lighting's not very good. It's got a brushless motor. I just kind of guessed at the KV that I needed. Uh, it's got just a small two-cell battery, a uh, brushless speed controller, RC car controller. Uh, I thought I would have to tweak. I can actually tweak the angle on the on a transom oh did the screw come out oh. uh, 
Oh, it's supposed to be that way. I can actually tweak the angle almost like an elevator to change the pitch. Oh, okay. So I can tune it if I need to, but it was like just kind of perfect just as I ran it. So I don't know if I'm going to really change much on it unless I need to run it at higher speeds. Right. So I have to make a hatch for it. Yeah, it's got kind of a sort of a hatch. There's some flat plates that go on top that I printed. I just haven't found a good way to fix them. Either it's with cellophane. Just... <laughs> or cellophane. <laughs> Shrink wrap. Press and seal. <laughs> <laughs> but I was just happy that it worked. You said it, you have a car speed control. Does that mean it has reverse? Oh, uh, no, this is a marine speed controller. Sorry. Sorry. Oh, okay. It's a marine. Well, you know, are, I don't know if it has reverse. Marine has reverse too. Some do. I don't remember if this one does. I don't think it does. Is any of that stuff water cooled? <laughs> is what? Is it water cooled? Uh, it has a water cool option. There's a intake and exhaust. Um, to, you can't really see it. Sorry. Yeah, it can be, but it doesn't need to be. It's such low power. It's two cell. Okay. Um, it's the motor's drawing hardly anything. It's a low KV. Two cell for now. Oh yeah. <laughs> Turn into an airplane, but that's really cool. Yeah, it is neat. Get some third-person video of it. Third-person video. Oh, oh, yeah, just showing it come out of the water and transition from the hull to the. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll take some cameras, and uh, we'll show it. And it's pretty neat. I'm just happy. It's all 3D printed on my printer. I had to, I had to clutch together some boat parts uh, from the local hobby store. I had to order metric brass tubing to make this little shaft keeper. Off of eBay because you know KNS doesn't apparently doesn't make metric stuff. Nothing close enough because you just show, it, you stuff it with grease, right? Well, no, this is kind of run dry. I guess I could put grease in it, but it's such a low speed; it's not really a big deal. Put grease in it. Yeah, put grease in it. Yeah, all right. I'll put some grease in it. Well, the stay grease is to keep the water from going back into the hole. But... Oh, that's at the bottom. That's here. The yeah, whole part's so that's here. Not gonna, yeah, so I can see that would be a stuffing too, but still, so you yeah, put that thing. It's gonna. Yeah, okay, I'll throw some grease in it. Not a big deal. Uh, so, uh, oh, looks like we got a question. Um, who said that? Blended. Glenn oh, was asking ahead. where you get the plans. Oh, the file came off of Thingiverse. Go into Thingiverse, do a search for uh, hydrofoil. I think there's a couple different ones. You should find it pretty quickly. Oh, speaking of 3D, um... I started printing out. Well, I almost finished now. This is one of the floats for the uh, a Japanese seaplane, World War II seaplane. I'm printing out for the local hobby store. That's going to be big. It's pretty good size. Well, it's decent. There's a fuselage for it. Dang. See that? Yeah. And um, it's actually done, but they have a goofy way of hooking up the floats. They're using some weird type of blind nuts that's like unavailable here in the states or very hard to get, and so I'm looking at other ways of mounting it because uh, the people who make these are out of Europe, and they said, "Oh yeah, use these blind nuts. They're from an MP Jet or something." And unless you're in Europe, they're really hard to get. So I'm working on other ways of mounting the floats because they screw in; they don't glue in or anything like that. Uh, so well, I'm almost done, and it'll be hanging up at the local hobby store when I'm finished with it. I don't, I don't intend to apply it. They just wanted one. So you're not making one for me as well? Uh, eventually I will. This is sort of a learning process. I print it out, see what I like, what I don't like, and I use this as a lessons learned when I do my own. And when do you print the submarine? That That's exactly where I was going. <laughs> when are you making the submarine, Fitz? Well, it looks like a submarine? It does. Isn't that I'm the one that they housed in a submarine? Yeah, it is. Okay. 
Oh, yeah. Well, if it's the same scale, the submarine would be at the, <laughs> no. 20 feet long. <laughs> but make that float into a submarine. But I do have a, our, uh, our, a model that I'm going to make RC of that submarine. Okay. That came out wrong. I have a plastic model of that submarine. It's 172nd scale, so it's huge. The aircraft carrier submarine. Okay. Yeah, where did I put it? Oh, it's in it's in the garage, and I have it. It's one seventy second scale, so I actually have a one seventy second scale. Where is it? There somewhere. What am I do with it? <laughs> explain it like you caught a fish. <laughs> this big. I bought a model this big. What did I do with it? It should be right here. I'm not looking for it. I can't find it. Oh, you keep standing like that. We're going to get x-rated. Oh, sorry. Look at my can. <laughs> Actually, now I'm upset that I can't find it. I'm going to just move the video to Terry. <laughs> <laughs> just in case. <laughs> well, anyways. Terry, do you know um, any hand tricks, you know, magic tricks you can just kind of wow the audience with? <laughs> Uh, well, I'll, I'll look for it later. But anyways, I have a, I'm have going to make it RC, and it's going to have a 172nd scale. It's the same plane, just a small-scale model on top of it. It'll be really neat-looking. Cool. And it's going to be uh, submersible? Yes, it'll be fully radio-controlled, submersible and that kind of stuff. Nice. Right. Yeah. So uh, I don't know if anything else on my workbench. I've been playing around with a couple other projects. I'm probably not going to talk about them because I'm not sure what I'm doing with them yet. But... Uh, um, I start well. How about this? How now for something completely different? You recognize this? That's some sort of science fiction. It's from Aliens. Yes, I actually have one of these old rare kits of the Alien dropship that I've been. I started working on. I don't know, twenty years ago. I don't remember them having whiskers though. Oh, that's for the lights. It's got lights in the front. Oh, is that a plastic model? It's a plastic model. Oh, don't waste my time. But what is it? Lights? It's got lights. Look, 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 look. I think. Ah. <laughs> See, lights. Just like in a movie. Cool. Just like in the movie. <laughs> I don't know if you hey, saw Terry. That. Did you see that? I'm sorry, I wasn't talking. What's on your workbench, Terry? <laughs> um, not a whole lot of new stuff. Uh, actually, no, I do have a new plane, and you guys might be interested, or you might be interested, Fitz. Uh, Lee already shot me down. But since I recently went to Flight Fest, and you guys are about to go to Flight Fest, I had kind of a, an urge to build a foam board airplane. And I told you guys about the little flying wing thing that I did back in Florida. So I decided that was going to be the, the culmination of those two things. So this past week, I made a foam board slow fly flying wing. And it's, can you see it? No, you can't. Here it is. So it's a single panel under cambered. It's got a couple little braces here. But I set it up with three servos. So you can either fly it with elevator rudder or Elevon and rudder. And um, it weighs, I think, a little bit over eight ounces. This foam board's pretty heavy stuff. Um, it's got, hey, you remember those Outrunners we bought from Multiplex for 10 bucks? 
This is one of those guys with a 10.7 prop on 2S. I think it's getting about 50 watts, but it flies pretty well. Took a little bit of tweaking. And now I think I, originally I preferred it with elevator rudder. Now I think I prefer Elevon rudder with rudder mixing. So uh, anyway, I still want to tweak it some more and then maybe I'll release plans for it or something, but you can make it out of a single sheet of Dollar Tree foam board and it'll take you maybe a couple hours to do. So Fitz, if you want something to take to Flight Fest, I know you have the motor for it. He's still looking for that submarine, isn't he? He uh, is. Maybe. <laughs> or a B-17. That was bugging me. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. Should we get, get one of those little faces, you know, technical difficulties for right. us? The guy with the mop. <laughs> Please stand by. Yeah. <laughs> That's okay. Right, so, I'm keeping it on you, Terry. So this is what's on my workbench. And you guys may be interested to know, if you didn't already, did you realize that there are LiPos now that are greater than 100C discharge capability? Uh, I'd be real suspicious of that. I mean, I knew there was like a 60, 90, but okay, now they're over 100? Uh, yeah, I've got some here. Uh, they're too far away to reach. Uh, um, I've got some here that are 100. Are they like 100 milliamp hour? They're 1300, but they get oh, okay. bigger. This stuff, um, I think the really high discharge batteries are made for the racing quads. Because I'm sure on those zoom climbs, they're just really sucking the amps. But uh, it's a 1300 milliamp hour 100C. And I've got another battery by the same company, which is a China Hobby Line uh, with a, a 30C, 1300. There's a significant difference in size and weight. The 100C is about an ounce heavier than the 30C. So, so, Does it come with liquid nitrogen cooling? No, it, but that's it. it. When you measure the internal resistance, it's significantly less. Um, by the way, I'm seeing Fitz looking around again. You might want to. <laughs> well, you're you're on the main screen. He's okay. really, He's teeny, teeny, tiny for everybody else. Okay, on mine, he went to the big screen. So it's not a view. We. <laughs> so anyway, I um I have two of each of those. So I wanted to do some testing today to see how much of a difference it makes, whether it's 30C or 100C. So I put them in my tower P51, which pulls around 30 amps. And I, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but there is a difference there, a measurable difference. And I also put them in... Uh, a GB that I have, which pulls around 40 amps. My uh, my Sky Ranger 40, which is that plane with the wood stain. I put it in that one, and it's around 50 amps. And also my VQ P51, which is high 50 amps. In every instance, the 100 Cs performed measurably better. Mm. Not a huge difference, but noticeably better, where if you weren't so concerned about flight time or physical weight and size there's a trade-off there that an option for you yeah i suspect they have a lot lower in, uh, internal resistance yeah i was talking yeah. about that while you were distracted oh sorry hey but at least i found it i found it look at that, look at that. sorry okay now i can sleep at night now show it again you weren't you weren't on camera show it again oh you turned me off I did. I was I was on Terry because your butt was just sticking out. Oh, sorry. <laughs> show, I said show. I found it. There it is. Wow. 
Syrian and two Syrian. One of the few Japanese planes with an inline engine back in World War II. Yeah, right. Very, very few. This and the Tony was the main ones. And I think there was one other torpedo bomber. And is that does that plane still exist anywhere? There's somewhere. Somewhere. The somewhere. Space Museum yeah. has one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew I had seen and heard about it somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's at the uh, Dulles Airport facility. Yeah, they could fold it up and sit and fit it inside of a submarine. Yeah. I think that was one of those things that we didn't realize existed until we found them right after the war. Mm. Like, yeah, I, I don't think they actually finished the submarine and used them. Maybe uh, I thought the submarine did. No, no, because they, they tried to attack the Panama Canal with it. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, okay. they sunk it after the war. For, they were testing munitions or something, and they sunk sunk it, and they, they eventually found it somewhere off the coast of Hawaii or something like that. Oh. I'm going from memory, so I may have my details slightly wrong, but they, they did one or two did go into service. I think it was the biggest submarine built in World War II of any of the forces. Sense. Put airplanes in it. It's going to be big. Yeah, yeah, the big one. Yes, Delta Dart, the Edvar Hazy Center out at Dulles. Yeah. For anybody who's never been there, set aside a lot of hours. I have not. How, in fact, how easy is it to get to that? I always wondered. How do you? How did you? you None of the metro stops go there that I'm aware of. Okay, so it's Dulles Airport. It's not crazy. I was wondering if you like if I had like a long stop over at the airport if I could. Oh, over there or something. No, well, don't take my word for it, but I think you'd have to Uber or take a taxi over to it. Mm, okay. So, yeah, it's mm. separate from the passenger terminal. But if you ever have time to get there, whatever excuse you have to make, get over there. It's like the other Smithsonian stuff. It's a lot of velvet ropes and things like that. So you're not going to touch anything, but they have... A whole bunch of really unique stuff so it's still worth it i understand they've really revamped the the regular one in the down in downtown dc the smithsonian there as well um yeah i was there a couple of years ago for the first time in a long time and i noticed some differences mainly that what i remember before is that when you walk in the main door the right flyer was hanging from the ceiling but now or at least then it was in its own floor level display on the first floor and it's Right there at arm's length. So you can really get up close to the right flyer. I'm sure there's other stuff that's different, but that was what really stuck out for me. It's just playing with plastic models again. He uh, he's about Sorry. to build a plastic model. No, no, somebody in the, in the uh, comments was asking me a question about it. I'm checking something. How many cells does that take? <laughs> One. <laughs> So, oh, what is that? Oh, yes, wood pilot. They do not have a B-17 there. Although, maybe they have parts of a B-17 there. But speaking of B-17s, have we talked about Geneseo yet? Where Fitz and I got to crawl around in a B-17? I saw your video, and Fitz was, like, burning up. Yeah, we did a live stream. It was hot. <laughs> it was like, don't was touch the of... walls of this thing. Don't touch It'll anything. Nothing. Yeah. So when the guy says, would you like to crawl around the B-17? You're like, no, nah, I, I don't want to sweat today. I, <laughs> I think I got the B-17 emblem burned into my forearm somewhere from touching it. <laughs> <laughs> the Boeing emblem. But yeah, yeah, the guy, because we, we were just kind of hovering around it and looking at it. And the guy opened the door and says, hey, come on in. Like, yeah, they uh, were running uh, up the C-47. So we went over to check that out, which the C-47 was parked right next to the B-17. 
And then, yeah, the, I think the same guy that was running up the engines on the C-47 got out and saw us all googly-eyed and said, hey, climb in here if you'd like. And so we liked it. You don't look hot enough. <laughs> Come take a tour in this tin can. <laughs> oven tin can. Yeah. It was uh, worth every drop of sweat. And, oh, an interesting thing with that. I don't know if you realized it fits, but a lot of the stuff in the interior of the B-17 was wood. Like there were chairs and shelves and walkways and things that were stained wood. And Adam Drain, if you're watching, you can fill us in on this too. Um, but I assumed that that was stuff that was added on later once it was a civilian plane and just to accommodate a bunch of people walking around. Um, so a couple weeks later, I was in Georgia at the Mighty 8th Air Force Museum in uh, Savannah, and they have a restored B-17 there. And I noticed the same thing. There has a lot of wood in it. And I asked the guy who was given a tour, and he said that that was stock and all B-17s. So apparently there was a wood shop at the Boeing factory where they made B-17 parts. So, Interesting. Oh. oh, hey, Adam. So, Adam, is that true? The, the wood was World War II vintage? And we'll give Adam a second to catch it. Yeah, it takes a cup. Got it's a bit of a delay. Hurry, Adam. <laughs> Wait, we for Adam. don't have time to wait. <laughs> well, remember gonna... Adam. I want to show him the picture. He was asking a question about. Wait, do you see me? There we go. Yes. Okay. Well. Y yes. Thanks, while Adam. Was, uh, while I was asking about the uh, the diorama, yes, it does include the uh, Shepherd Payne diorama booklet, which I didn't even know it had it in there either. That's pretty neat. So, just to answer your question, Adam. So, what vintage is that kit? Uh, nineteen seventy-five. Wow. Yeah, it's an older kit. Remember, I had the monogram B24 in 48 scale. I don't think I ever yeah. had the 17. I yeah, had the B1 be. in 48 scale, too. I was an all 48 scale guy when I did plastic. Oh, did you? Uh, yeah. And then I moved on to RC and never looked back. <laughs> I still got to do it a little bit. Yeah. It's cathargic. Uh, but, all right, so the original question was, what's on my workbench? So now you know. A flying wing and some high-discharge batteries. Nice. Yeah. When's your so, next event, Terry? Uh, this coming, not this weekend, but the weekend after. It's neat. That's right. Neat's coming up next week. Yeah. yeah. So um, there was a kind of a scare earlier this week where um, – now, me going to meet hinged on my wife being off work that weekend so she could uh, watch the kids. And it looked like that was going to disappear. But uh, I think we've salvaged it. So the I'm back on. And I'm going to try to be there sometime Thursday afternoon through sometime Sunday afternoon. And uh, ought to be fun. I'm going to meet Thayer there. And we've got a big tent with uh, lots of other people to hang out with. Ah, cool. And I've already arranged to meet up with people who watch the show and, or listen to the show. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, season's coming. Things are starting to get uh, active again. Yeah, cool. while you're well, at, we'll be at Bomber. Oh, okay, you're right. That's the same weekend. Yeah, we can compare notes. Ours is going to be. <laughs> yours is. <laughs> <laughs> How was that? Was that a good comparison? Uh, yeah, probably accurate. 
Oh my gosh. It's so loud there. Yeah. <laughs> Are you complaining? <laughs> no, I like, I like it. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm mainly electric, but, and I, but I get a kick when they get those P51s, you know, they usually get like six or seven running at the same time. And my goodness, I forgot who had one, but some guy brought a Corsair with a Moki on it. Oh, those sound great. Oh, they don't yeah. sound accurate. They they rev way too high, but they sound really good. Man. Yeah. I mean, you pay out the schnoz for that thing, but man. I think it was one of the guys out of Mexico, wasn't it? One of them? Uh, and they, well, there were like three Mokis there oh, okay. last year, so but, but the Corsair, that's really nice. No, I forget the Corsair. I wonder, those maybe Glenn, the... Glenn's still listening. Maybe he can tell us. Yeah, Glenn, do you remember? I mean, and I think yeah, I might be correct. We had a crash of a Bearcat. And I'm I'm thinking he may have had a Moki on his too. Ooh, ouch! Now, did that Corsair have the remote folding wings? I, that may have been the one, the same one. I would love to see the mechanism for that. Well, that'd be and, good. Yeah, just how they handle the spar and and all that loading. Uh, I would be curious. And Fitz, why don't you try to mark that down in your little book that uh, we interview that guy with the folding wings and. We'll get some nice tight shots of it. Oh, right, right. Yeah. Uh, Glenn says it was Greg with the, I guess, the Corsair with the Moki. Pretty. I have tons of uh, Oh, Finnis Hobson. Okay, so Finnis Hobson had the Moki Corsair. And then Greg had, I guess, what you were talking about, Lee? The yeah. Folding Wings Corsair? Yeah. Or, or Bearcat. I'm confused. Was or Bearcat. Maybe it was a Bearcat. Well, stand by. I'm going to see if I can pull up the link for the video and... Uh, with, uh, that I, I put out on uh, YouTube. Are we going to play another video on a video? <sighs> all yeah, that's you, why we're here. All you need is the audio. <laughs> that's <laughs> just, true. Just yeah. to hear the Moki. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I remember when I was in Lubbock, uh, there was a big Stearman at one of the events that had a Moki on it. And it, it sounded totally wrong for your Stearman. But man, if you just closed your eyes and listened to that thing, it was great. So where do we stand with this uh, video? Oh, well, y'all y'all keep talking. I'm just looking to see if I can find it. Yeah. Okay. Anything else you want to talk about, Fitz, or other events? Uh, no, just uh, we've got – oh, coming up, I think, also this month, or is it next month, um, is another event. Well, I think it's next month. We want to talk about that? I guess we can. Uh, we've mentioned it before. There's a club here out west of Houston. It's having a build and fly. I thought that's in San Antonio. It might be San Antonio. I can't remember yeah. exactly. Yeah. That's coming up next month in October 20th. Going to try to make that if I can. That sounds like a really interesting type of event where they only allow planes that you've built that have been built. No, no ARFs, no foamies, basically. No foamies. So even if you've built. Your well, I think if you scratch built a foamy, yes, but not like a, a, a injection molded foamy. Okay. Gotcha. So, so the, the intent is DIY, not necessarily the material. But right, we'll right. Yeah, it's basically, they want to encourage stuff that you've built. Yeah. Versus. But, yeah, that's good. Yeah. So, uh, that's pretty much it for me. We got the boating event coming up next week for, for locals here in Houston. So another Fitz float. Yeah, another Fitz float. Seven Rodriguez. Oh, you can see the hydrofoil. That'll be cool. Oh, yes, yeah. Can you see the video? I'm sharing. Oh, yeah. There it is. I know it's jumpy, but 
Of course, this is, this is where one of the wings didn't come down. You'll see this guy come out there and knock it over. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is one of my videos, but this was a this is a good looking plane. Watch this <laughs> and go. <laughs> oh gosh! And Sometimes. they fly it. Yeah, it's got locking pins. Right. Of course but, I mean, I don't question the guy's judgment. Obviously, it worked out okay. But man, if that thing wasn't working right, and then. You nudge it, and eh, it's okay to fly. So, so Greg says that's Finnis Hops. Okay. So, if y'all go into my YouTube channel, Yar Smythe, Y A R S M Y T H E, I have a whole bunch of videos, a lot from Bomber, because I love going there to to just, uh, you know, videotape the heck out of it. Oh yeah, there's always something good to see flying around there. Yeah, there's so many cool planes out there. Now we and, should note that if you've never been to Bomber Field, it's a really a nice setup in that there's bleachers that are up that you can sit in and watch the whole action unobstructed. I don't know if you'd call them bleachers. Well, what do you, what would you call them? A stand. Stand. A, viewing stadium. a view, a viewing platform. Viewing platform. Right. With bleachers. It's got bleachers. It's, I think it's two rows. If I'm not mistaken. Oh, okay. Maybe that's new then, or maybe I yeah. just don't remember things. So you got a really good shot. You can stand up. You're about a story up and you can look down and see things flying around without having to peer through a fence or look over people's shoulders. It's, it's pretty nice, really nice setup. Friendly. Yes, it is. Yeah. So, all right. Well, Lee, you mentioned your YouTube channel, and that's probably a good segue into another thing we're going to talk about. Um, because I sent links to several of your videos today to James Wamsley after I was on his show. So, uh, this is probably uh, news to you guys. Another traitor. <laughs> you started it. The eight bit guy. Yeah, <laughs> so, I don't want to hear it. That yeah, was you, different. You forced us to go to that guy's house too. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, you hated every second of it, didn't you? That was after, right? He was on the show after we yeah. rushed yeah. into his house. So yeah, that I came was, back. That was second. his. That was his interview. <laughs> and then he got. Then he got done the show. No. So, kudos, uh, to you. kudos to you though, Fitz. That was really cool. I enjoyed yeah. watching that. Oh, and thanks. you picked up a lot of followers and stuff from that one show. Oh, all according to plan. <laughs> right. So, but anyway, back to me. <laughs> so we had uh, James Walmsley on this show a few episodes back. Yeah, yeah, and, great guest. Yeah. yeah, so he's an English guy who has his own YouTube channel who does neat stuff, but he also does a lot of the writing for flight test he's not english he's and, british <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know the difference go ahead yeah. um, <laughs> i met him in person at flight fest up here and since then he has been tasked to take over flight fest or excuse me flight test podcast huh. so they used to have a a podcast that they did from headquarters with austin and josh and all those guys and stefan um, they got kind of sporadic with it. So they've asked James to take over. And so he invited me to be on that show. Uh, we recorded that this morning. I don't know when it's going to go live, but um, at, at some point in the upcoming future. That's great. And, yeah. And uh, yeah, that was a lot of fun to do. And here's uh, another cool thing. It sounds like, and I think it's okay for me to say this, he's trying to come over to the U.S. to spend some time to work at Flight Test. So oh, trying to get a green card or visa, something. Yeah, work visa. Yeah, damn foreigners <laughs> taking our germs. 
<laughs> so anyway, um, I know you were counting on him to give you a tour of Duxford and all that, but yeah, he couldn't wait till I got back over there. Oh, oh God, <laughs> see, <laughs> anyway, wait, James, wait till I go back and visit, then you can come over here. So this is my second podcast of the day. Wow, busy guy. Yeah, right. You're hanging in there. <laughs> but, uh, so yeah, I think that's um, basically keep an eye out for that flight test, the the revival of the flight test podcast. Well, was, coming soon. Were they on a hiatus or something? Well, I don't think it was a planned hiatus. They just got where they weren't keeping up with it on a regular schedule, and that's why they asked him to step in and kind of oh, gotcha. get it back on track. It's probably perfect for it. Yeah. And, um, and from my experience, if somebody listens to one RC podcast, they listen to all of them. So I thought people listening to us might be interested to know that they're getting back on track. And what is a thing in your hand? It's a flying sub. Why would, what else would it be? Uh, okay. Another project I've been kind of working on. So typically do you, do you ever find something cool and then say, nope, I just don't have room to take on another project right now? Um, or has, or have those words never emerged from your mouth? It's a struggle. Well, each one, uh, lately I, I've been starting to do that to say, no, I can't do it. No, no, no. Must say no, <laughs> but I can't say no to projects I've already started or it's been uh, in the work. Yeah. Good night, Glenn. Good wherever night. you are leap tight <laughs> it's eight o'clock land you know where your children are <laughs> all right so uh, anything else we want to discuss tonight Let's see we miss anything we can't share it all right now we got to save oh, for the next podcast. I, I tell you about the funny event i had okay another another training mishap oh that's right yeah you yeah man i had a bad luck although this happened before the F4 incident, but I, I had forgotten about it. So I had another uh, former student. Uh, he's he's trying to start with his uh, a low wing plane. This is a little kind of a small plane, not hard to fly, but kind of quirky. And so he asked me to go on a buddy box with him and, and have him get the feel of it because it doesn't have. He normally flies an apprentice that has all kinds of stabilization, AS3X and that kind of stuff. This does not. So. It's a low wing, so it's a little sensitive, and so I've been I've been tweaking it for him and having him fly it and getting him the feel of it. What would you say it was? A Sky Raider? It's called. It's a little Sky Raider. I can't remember who makes it. It's it's one of those. A scale model of the Warbird. It's a scale model of the Warbird, but it's real okay. small. It's got like a thirty-six inch wingspan or something like that. It's pretty small. Okay. Um, some something hobby dot com, some out of out of China, of course, somewhere. No, one of not not one of the major brands, but it's a pretty nice model actually. And so we were flying around. It was kind of a breezy day, and he was trying to shooting a, a landing approaches. And he comes in, and I can tell he's about to botch the landing really bad. So I take over, and I throttle up, and I pull up, and the fuselage goes one way, and the wing goes another way. <laughs> Whoopsie. Yeah, yeah, the, the, the wing departed the fuselage. Um, and his... That's Keep explaining, but I'm trying to picture that in my mind, how you do that on a positive G maneuver. Yeah, well, because it's a, it's a low wing. Oh, oh, I don't know. It, it popped off. Maybe because I maybe didn't quite I pushed over. I don't know. I, it happened kind of quickly. He came in. It, it bounced on the ground a little bit, came back up, 
and then the wing just popped off. So <laughs> it <laughs> so it turns out somehow the screw that held the wing in had come off in flight. Completely. Either either he didn't have it on to begin with, or it came off com- yeah completely. And I think when it bounced on the ground, it was enough to pop the screw out, and there, and so it popped all the way off. And fortunately, it didn't damage the plane too much, but it was kind of felt bad, but it was kind of funny at the same time that <laughs> here I had done all this uh, quick re- response to save the plane, and the wing just falls off of it. So, uh, so I, I don't know. Maybe I need to go find another hobby or something. But well, you got all those plastic kicks you can build. Oh yeah. I do something. Uh, distractions, I call them. Actually, I've had my own problems. Uh, I told you about that RV4 I've been flying lately, right? The, with the glow engine. Mm-hmm. That thing has been causing me a little bit of angst in that the engine qu- has quit on me several times in the air. And is that gas or is it glow? It's glow. It's got an OS75 AX, something like that, FX. And... Um, the engine starts right up and it runs fine, but at mid-range setting, it'll um, just suddenly quit. And it's funny because it doesn't sound like it loads up or anything. It just kind of goes, Bruh. like, what the? And so I've been trying to figure out what's going on. I've been playing with the low-end setting and, and, and uh, changing the mix. And I finally ran it home a little bit, and I think I got it set. I was like, all right, I'm going to go to the field this weekend and fly it. And that, of course, was last weekend when we had the torrential downpour for like all weekend so a little perturbed i haven't been able to test it out again but uh it's a pretty nice flying plane the power is adequate it's not overpowered not quite underpowered but um uh fortunately the airplane flies really nice so um it's just funny you know flying electric for all these years almost exclusively going back to glow some of the the nuances and frustrations sometimes with it you know I'm used to the reliability of electric, and now you got to play these glow engines. That well, you, know, <laughs> you, know, you, you solve that, right? Put electric motor in it. Yeah, put electric motor. In it. <laughs> well, I mean, I'll tell you what. In the past two months, I've had two in-flight failures of speed controls. Really worked fine on the ground, and had worked fine for dozens of flights before, and then just randomly in the air, they decided they'd done all they were going to do. Oh, that's unusual. Yeah, I didn't lose BEC. It was able to land, but oh. uh, I, I guess you lose one FET or something, and you get that rocking and the squeal. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. The commutation goes all out of whack. Yep. Did I tell you, I have my old BD five so a few years ago. I had a um, BD five EDF. The Smart? No, no, this was made. Well, it was sold by the Hobby King for a while, but it's actually made by another company. Um, yeah, I know. But you actually get them directly for him too for a while. Um, it's real nice. It saw the fiberglass fuselage built up wing. It wasn't the foamy. 90 millimeter. I ran it off a uh, 8S, I think. It, it was really quarter nice. Scale. It was quarter scale, yeah. Oh, I was joking. That's no, okay. it was basically quarter scale. It had a wing loading there from, from heck. But uh the first flight of it, um, it, it's, it, it was sounded fantastic. It flew great. So I was, man, I'm gonna really going to like this. And about my fourth or fifth pass, uh, the motor quit suddenly. And then I lost all control of it. Oh. Yeah, something happened. The speed controller smoked itself bad. And it took out the BEC and the motor. I think the motor smoked itself, and it took out the speed controller, and it took out the BEC. And so it was it, it hit the runway hard. It was It was demolished. It was totaled. But I liked it so much, I bought a second one. 
and I've flown out a bunch of times without any problems. But from that day on, basically on you know, any of my big EDFs, especially if they have eight cell or more, I, I run a separate BEC, uh, and, and it was a battery, a separate battery. Uh, so I don't want that to happen again. I mean, speaking of batteries, I've been using these a lot, but this is, and I'm not going to show you the brand because, you know, Terry will reach through and strangle me. It's like a brick. It's, it's like a little brick. It's I'm like pushing your head. 17, <laughs> 1700 milliamp. Is that a forest? Oh, Lifey. Oh, Lifey. Uh, okay. Yeah. And it's so, just, it's just a, per and it's so light. I mean, it's just a perfect receiver bag. The 2S? Yeah, two, it's two, a 2S, 2S Lifey. Yeah, so that's 6.6 .6 volts. Yeah. 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 You know, that, that 0.6 we were talking about in the last episode to push our servos just a little bit more. <laughs> you can do it. <laughs> but uh, no, I mean, this is, this is what I, I've been, uh, setting up for the uh, Corsair and uh, the 90-inch Cub. Hmm. Cool. Interesting. Big, big digital servos. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. It's 821. We said about an hour. I think we've hit it. I All agree. right. Oh, slackers. All right. Well, I don't know if we have anything else, guys. Uh, got any last thoughts? Anybody last comments from the – any last thoughts from the commenters? Got a few people. I want to thank you guys for joining us and giving us a little bit of chat. Good and apparently Keith was trying to get on and chat and probably uh, give us a hard time. Which I'm sorry we missed that. So Keith, howdy ho. We'll we'll catch you next time. Yeah, catch you on the flip side. We'll see you at best. Bring something good. And Lee did do a crappy job on that bondo. So so don't yeah. feel bad about that. <laughs> you can cast castigate him for that. Yeah. <laughs> That's okay. Ribbing, ribbing from from Sparky is is worth every penny, right? That's it true. Is. If you can get ribbed by somebody, he's the best one to get ribbed by. Yeah, that's right. He insulted me. He insulted me. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> <was> somebody! <laughs> he, he looked right at me and, and said, "That's crap." <laughs> <laughs> you guys are funny. Uh, oh, he's good. You got to get him on a fireside chat. He'll go off on a topic, and oh, uh, <laughs> sometimes he's not entirely politically correct. But <laughs> that's why we like him. Especially if he's had a beer or two. Yeah, <laughs> it's totally great. We'll, we'll make sure to pump a few in him before the best recording. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I want to thank everybody for joining the show, and those of you who are watching it, uh, you know, syndicated <laughs> rerun. Yeah. Um, but uh, thanks for and, and by the way, uh, come visit our Facebook page, uh, RC Roundtable, or go to rcroundtable.com. Uh, download our podcast, uh, enjoy them, and please send your comments and, and topics uh, and even uh, events that you're hosting or you know about that you think we should be attending or sharing with others. Would love to do that. Oh, and and pork rinds. <laughs> Where are pork rinds? <laughs> I think we owe a couple of responses, right? Did you uh, respond to that one email from yesterday, Lee? Which one are you talking about? The the one about <laughs> something about AMA secrets. Was that yesterday? <laughs> that was today. Uh, yeah. Not the AMA secrets. You're just saying, do you? <laughs> Do you know when the AMA started? I don't oh, know no, when the AMA started. No, it sounded more like an invitation to collect more information. So, oh, that, that so, okay. That was on RC groups. That was on the um, drone, you know, 
uh, aviation oh. drone form about you know something about the minutes from the AMA. But we we promised not to talk about the AMA. That's right. No, we've we've done well. But the gist of my statement was: if you're out there and you've sent us an email, uh, Lee is on it, and he will respond shortly. <laughs> <laughs> or, or he will now. Yes. <laughs> and anybody out there, if you're going to be at Neat or Bomber Field, tackle us and say hi. All right. On that note, <laughs> thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Please visit our website at rcroundtable.com, where you can send us comments and suggestions or listen to our other great podcasts where you will also find links to our iTunes and social media sites. Thanks for listening.